What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Synergy. Let's return to about comes with positive energy. All right, so if this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Listen to the intro. If you didn't catch the intro at the beginning, catch the intro again. And subscribe to Anchor. But anyway, if this is your second, third, fourth, fifth, you know how it works. Come on in and take a seat. Let's talk about some stuff. Hey guys, so it has been a very, 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 very long time since I've actually been able to do a podcast, but for some reason tonight, I could not sleep, you know, tossing and turning, you know, the usual, so I decided to go back to our old house, feed the cats, take the dog for a walk, why not? So here we go, let me catch you guys up on some things. Y'all have missed a lot, and I've been MIA, and I think I need to catch you up on a lot of stuff. So, basically, the journey to finding a house has slowed down, trinkled down, and we're going on week, month, what, three at the hotel? Yeah. I'm talking about prices for a room that costs you about, um thousand dollars a week and so you can only imagine that that's four thousand dollars that or three thousand dollars that we've been burning through but anywho so the initial plan was because of the housing shortage that is going on here in the state of florida and i'm pretty sure it's going on globally well not globally but throughout the continental United States because of the cost of lumber. Good news is I found out that lumber prices are going to be reducing soon. Excited about that. So we'll be able to snatch us up a house um, because of the wait time to actually get a house. Um, if you want to get the type of house that my parents are trying to get, it's going to take you about six months unless you find something that is relatively in your price range. Just used to go snatch off the market or get it built from the ground up. You know, hey, at this point, if you got the money, I say build you one out of bricks. They cheaper, they much sturdier, and it lasts longer. And the prayer, the, the repairs are, are minor. Anyway, so the house of my mom's property, um, because that's where we're going to my mom's and her sister's property, which is Air's property, which eventually I'll inherit it, my brother inherited, you know, the case, whatever the case may be. So the property there has a house on it. Let me explain. Two bedroom and moving from a three bedroom or converted four bedroom house to a two bedroom house is going to be a bit challenging. But that's not the challenging part. Because we really just need to get in the house and have a roof over our heads that we ain't got to pay $1,000 a month for. Or pay $1,000 a week for. Well, that sounds a bit interesting and um, sounds feasible. However, 
some years ago, my cousins lived in the house, or my cousin lived in the house um, after her father had died, passed. Um, and there was some shady dealings going on when it came down for the taxes. You know, my mom, they were waiting on the taxes to come and they could never find the taxes and they could never, they never could um, tell when the taxes were coming and they didn't know, you know, what was going on with the, uh, the property taxes. So they went to the, to the courthouse and they had a record pool. And after they had the record pool, we're gonna wait a minute, the car's coming, but after they had the record pool, come to find out that my cousin decided to have the taxes rerouted from the P.O. box, um, which is my mom's, my grandma, my grandmother's old P.O. box, um, which is was box 703. So they decided to have the taxes rerouted from the P.O. box to have it go to my cousin's mom's house in Newberry, Florida. Now, my uncle and their mom were never married. And according to family gossip, now you know how family gossip works. According to family gossip, uh, some years ago, a man came and um, talked to my grandfather while he was on the porch. And he told him that only one of the children from his girlfriend was his because the other child was not his it was his son's get into that that was a whole bit of drama so cousin not my cousin feel like a whole bit of color purple movement right there but anyway so they were asked to move um, they told him that they had to move, they had to leave the house, leave the premises or whatever because of what they did, um, what they were trying to take the house from them by delinquent, uh, causing delinquencies in the taxes. And you know, in Florida there, and I think it's everywhere, if there's a lot of delinquencies on property taxes, they take the property. But, so, long story short, um, because their father decided before he passed um, during the exchange of splitting the parcels up on the land because it's four lots he decided to X them out of an inheritance of the land you know my mom and her sister asked like you know and the lawyer asked you know hey do you want to leave your land to your sisters I mean leave your land to your kids you want to go to your kids after you pass? He said, no, give it to my sisters. So the land goes back to sisters. He passes, leaves them nothing, not even a bank account to bury him with. All of his money goes back to the state. And I say all of his money, good money. When I say long money, everything goes back to the state. Then their mother gets mad tells them well since your daddy didn't leave you nothing and she's telling you all y'all have to leave or whatever tear the house up so she took a hammer and she busts through the walls busts through sockets bad I mean but beat sockets to death um, she busts through sockets light fixtures knocked them to the other side of hell and 
left it just devastating. Like there's a lot of wall um, interior damage to the drywall, which drywall is pretty inexpensive. Um, just waiting on these lumber prices to drop. So because drywall is a little bit inexpensive, so I decided to, you know, say okay. And so there's a wholesale um, liquidation place here. And I took it upon myself to go to the wholesale liquidation place. And upon the donations that we've received, we've been able to um, replace lights with lights that you just can't beat up unless you snatch them out of the roof and just beat them up um, with your recessed lights. Got them for $5. And so I got quite a few of those. Um, my mom went and bought two uh, sinks because the sinks in the bathroom were they were vandalized my mom also purchased a toilet because the toilet stew don't know if it was vandalized but we just ain't gonna use it then the amazing thing happened my cousin's ex-husband current husband I don't know boyfriend living roommate you know I really don't know the logistics of that and how it works but anyway he gave us a tub brand new tub from a, from one of his construction sites, um, and I was like, well, "Look at this!" So we have a brand new, brand new, brand new spanking tub. Just been sitting outside, needed to be cleaned, and got a little chip on it. And because it had a little chip on it, they didn't want to use it. So okay, we'll use it. And so um, we have the parts to do the wiring and things of that nature. Although it's a bit tedious. You know, I've been spending a lot of time over to the house wiring up sockets and switches and lights. And, I, you know, at 30 year, 38 years old, I never thought I'd be actually being a fixer-upper type of person. You know, just always look at the, 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 the shows on TV, how they flip the houses and do the fixer-uppers, you know. And I used to be like, oh, that seems fun. That seems like it'll be interesting. And here I am, you know, doing it myself. That's why you have to be careful. With what you say out of your mouth, sometimes the things that you say you can do, the time will come that will test your skills in that area. And, you know, here I am putting in sockets, cutting, um, cutting holes in the wall, even holes in the wall for drywall repair. It's been a bit tedious. Um, and just in case you guys hear a car come by, um, I am out walking the dog. But it's been a bit tedious, and it's been a bit challenging. And I think for the most the most part about it, the reason why it's been so challenging is because um, there's no electricity. There's no electricity in the house. None. No lights in the house. So I'm looking like, um, it's hot. Oh, it's real hot. <laughs> and so I'm sweating myself crazy I have like this 64 ounce jug that I got from Walmart it's pretty heavy but it's dope because you can have a lot of water in it and um and ice so and it keeps your stuff cold and hot for an extended period y'all know what I'm talking about the thermal cups so um I got one of those and I keep that with me handy and it's like I'm sipping on water pouring down sweat sipping on water and getting these lights done and so I was thinking tonight, I was like, you know, 
laying across the bed looking at Real Housewives of the Potomac and I was thinking to myself I was like you know sometimes you have to be careful with what you say out of your mouth because you can say some stuff that may not happen right then but later on down the road it's gonna happen and the real question is are you going to be prepared for what you said to happen and it started me to thinking that it's a lot of things that we've said out of our mouths and they've happened and we were not prepared for it to happen you know we say stuff out of anger we say stuff out of malice sometimes we say stuff out of hatred and bitterness but are we really prepared for the repercussions that come with the things that we say out of our mouths like we can say some real crazy stuff like the stuff that we say the depths of it and where it comes from because it don't we don't just say stuff you know especially negative stuff we don't just say negative stuff just to say it but that stuff comes with meaning it comes with power it comes with a thrust of energy and so when we say things out of our mouths we have to be careful with what we say and the intentions of it because sometimes we can say some stuff like I I hope this happened and I wish this happened and this needs to happen you know these are are life-changing words that give fuel to fire um and this can be negative fire or positive fire it's like a battery you got a negative charge or a positive charge and so you know whatever you're saying out of your mouth if you're not careful with what you're saying the repercussions can be detrimental and the question is are you prepared like honestly are you really prepared for for the repercussions because regardless of what we say to somebody or our hopes and wishes be it negative or positive about somebody are you prepared for that stuff to actually happen do you know how it impacts you and it goes to thought even with myself when I thought about you know the tree falling on the house I used to always sing that song. Y'all need to cut that tree down. You need to cut that tree down. That tree gonna fall on this house. It's gonna come right across the house. And it's gonna tear up the whole house. And speaking firstly, out of concern. Secondly, out of sheer frustration because I was going unheard. And it becomes so repetitive until things that was going on inside of the house, things that need to be repaired, that wasn't being repaired they were being constantly ignored over and over again and I was like frustrated with all of it and I said some things inside I called the house all kind of demeaned the house I mean I took the spirit of 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 happiness out of the out of the timber that was used to build that house you know to be honest if you notice, and I'll, and I'll insert this for a moment, if you notice that if a house goes vacant for so long, it seems to, but it's taken care of. Structurally, nothing's wrong with it. Eventually, it begins to kind of, in a sense, give up. Then things just start happening. And the paint just starts chipping off and the boards start giving out and all of this stuff just start happening. And so I used to always think about this, and that was, you know, 
the laughter in the walls. My grandmother used to talk about that. She said, ooh, there's plenty of laughter in these walls. And a house has to feel lived. And when I say that, a house has to feel like life is in it, that it's occupied. That somebody's cooking a home-cooked meal out of love on the stove. That somebody's actually in the house, you know, appreciative of the four walls. Sure, you may have a cabinet that's coming out uh, off of its track because of the screws loose. You may have a little faucet leak. But the house feels appreciated. But as I was saying, I began to think about all the stuff out of sheer frustration that I would say about the house. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. This, 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 and this is raggedy. That is raggedy. Why can't we fix this? Why isn't this getting fixed? Oh, and it took me, it would take me to the moon to, to see stuff being ignored by the homeowner. This is my stepdad. And he would go and put in all this labor and efforts and work and helping someone fix up their stuff and and not do anything to his own. And I would, I would be confused. I'm like, how are you putting all of this time and effort and energy into someone else's house but not fix your own? And the only thing you can say is, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to, we're going to get around here and we're going to fix this stuff. But you never fixed it. You never moved. I'm going to cut down that tree. But you never moved. You never moved. And so, you gave the house promises. It's like you promised to take somebody to the doctor. Well, I'm going to take you to the doctor. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to cut this stuff from around you because I know you're in danger. I'm going to take this stuff from around you because I know it's not good for you to be surrounded by all of this stuff. I'm going to do that for you. And you failed to do it. And then all of a sudden, all of your failure to do it, to protect, to keep your promises, destroys the one thing that you promised to protect. And negative words didn't make it any better because eventually all of that negativity was drawing the life, the laughter, the love, the peace, the serenity, sucking it right out of the atmosphere. And as it was sucking it out of the atmosphere, out of the walls, out of the house, now its protector failed to protect it and its inhabitants demeaned it. And I thought about tonight that sometimes we have to guard our words. We have to think before we actually do speak. And sometimes I know anger doesn't give us the opportunity to 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 actually speak before we think. Because when we're in the heated moment of, of, of having a, a tissy battle or a pee test with, with another individual, we don't think. We're trying to hit back as hard as we can. Calling all kind of names, being negative and nasty. And then all of a sudden, this stuff starts happening to these people. We didn't literally mean it to happen like that, but we 
you know, we say stuff and we don't mean for it to happen, but in those split moments, we desire it to happen. We have a strong desire for things to happen when it's negative. When it's positive and it's genuine, we have a strong desire. Sometimes sometimes we have to go back. We have to ask ourselves, did I do that right? Did I say that right? Could I have said that better? You know, some things that we do and we say, we don't think about the price. We don't think about the price at all. What it'll cost somebody. You know, what it happened to somebody. It may take years for our words to actually catch up with people. Even though spoken in a moment, it's the power that's behind our words and how it has the ability to affect things. You know, I used to say in school, sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt me. The truth is, the very words that we say out of our mouth has the power to do much harm. And the harm that it has the power to do, cause, we can probably never walk away from. You know, I listen to some people, you know, I used to watch these videos of these kids that spaz out. And these white kids spaz out, I wish you were dead say stuff like that to their parents because they can't go play and they got to do their chores. I wish you were dead and all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, when their parents do die, they're beat ready at the funeral. Your words caught up. Regardless of it being their time or not, your words did catch up. You got your wish. It may take you 10, 20, 30 years, but you got your wish. The stuff that we say in breakups, stuff that we say in fights. I know this is not the podcast you guys wanted to really hear tonight, but I just wanted to really just provoke your mind. I wanted to pick at your thought process and ask you, are there words out there? Have you released some words in the atmosphere? Have you sent some words in the atmosphere that haven't cashed in yet? And you know, the hunting part of what you say out of your mouth is that you reap what you sow. You know, sometimes we sit back and we critique people negatively, slander people, talk bad about people behind their back. We have a whole lot of dark stuff to say about people behind their back. We never extend the olive branch to help them. We never say, let me help them. I see them going in the wrong way. We always have an opinion, but we never offer help. The sad part about it is, is that you're just as accountable as they are. They know better than you do too, but you didn't help. You didn't offer help. It's sad that the number of people we fail because we decide not to help. We decide who to save and who not to save. As if we're the controllers of life itself. The sad part about it is, is that at the end of the day, all that that you've done 
You're shaking your head and that's a shame. What could you have done better? What would you have done better? Hmm? What is it that you would have done better? I'll leave you with this before I go. Remember the last conversation you had with your friends or family. Think about what was good about it and what was bad about it. Was it fruitful? Was it an excellent dialogue? Did you talk bad about somebody? Did you slander somebody? Did you beat somebody up with your words? Did you have a mouthful of negativity to say about somebody's life and their life choices while they're not around? And if you could help them, why didn't you? And we're not talking about your opinion, because everyone has an opinion. But if you could help, why didn't you? Why didn't you? If you have all the advice in the world for people other than yourself, why didn't you help them? Alright guys, thanks for listening into this episode of Synergy. Thanks for returning negative outcomes into positive energy. I hope this podcast was food for your soul. Enjoy your weekend. Good night.